Today's chat is brought to you by the support of all our Twitch subscribers. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through the Twitch platform, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a subscriber of the FFC and gaining access to some exclusive features over in the Discord server, please be sure to visit our Twitch account and click on the subscribe button. If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search, focus that fire. And so we come together. Join us. Join the discussion. Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Welcome back for episode 142 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on August 31st over on twitch.tv slash Chat. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Our topic for tonight's episode is going to be a look at Cade 6, a memorial? I don't really, really, we're still kind of debating on that, that title kind of actually, even though we are recording the episode right now. Uh, but first, let's run through a quick... In memorial, okay. Um, but first, let's run through a quick introduction of those on the show for tonight. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86. We also have the man who has been said has the voice of a flower, individual who goes by many names, Justin Sane 0516. Justin, what guys do you have on for us tonight? Uh, Robotron 5000. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of fair. Yeah, that's, yeah. that is because fair. Because the voice quality... It's rather, it's rather eight bit tonight. So, <laughs> in case, I mean, well, no, go, I for mean, green, in, go for green. In in case the uh, the audience doesn't know, Justin has potato internet, and so every once in a while he merges with the Vex mind and starts to kind of get a look into our future and destiny through <laughs> his potato. Yeah, I don't even think I have that. It's not really so much. I've got like a radish tonight. (laughs) (laughs) The hamster hamster took a vacation. That's Mm -hmm. some uh, real groundwork internet you got going there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The hamster tagged in a field mouse and he's just struggling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, next up, we have our own master of social media, the one and only Green Eyed Music Lover. Green, I hope you're doing well. How's the week treated you so far? Good. It's been a real good week for me. Like, nothing to complain about. There's a lot to read. I am buried in as much stuff that I needed to read this week. I could not find enough time to read all the new stuff. Because, did I mention there's a bunch of new stuff? And, yeah. There's a lot. (laughs) But good. It's been good. Well, rounding out the usual team... You know, we have the man who is known far and wide as the Destiny lore content cop, Spinfoil Farmer, and a man who apparently makes videos for, for us all, the one and only Beard Grizzly. Beard, how are you doing tonight? 
I don't make videos worth <laughs> What the heck are you talking about? I hear, I hear that you make points. really, that you're doing a lot of research in the quilting sphere now. Um, yeah. Quilting. <laughs> Yeah, quilting, quilting. It's, yeah. uh, you're gonna it take, is all the rage with the kids, apparently. You're going to design world. Design world yep. by storm. <laughs> yep. I'm going to say it's uh, it's it's easily one of the biggest things that the kids care about right now, crocheting and quilting. It's hey, it is a and... fun, relaxing art. Uh, and there that is Justin. hideous, Justin. Mm. He put a... It looks like it's crocheted. It's a magazine. It is. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. Crocheted beard mm. hat thing. Oh, yeah. the dwarven, that looks like a Viking. Du- yeah, love those things. Oh man, I prefer my own beard. That is all. Oh, I can't have one, so I might need that. I. Uh, that's that's fair. You stick out like a sore thumb in our little group while we're uh, mm-hmm. while we're we're over at Guardian Con. So no, I, I disagree. I think I think Green could make even a beard be cute. I have mixed feelings about this. I, I'm just, I don't know I'm, how she I'm gonna, could take that. I, I, I'm going to plead. I, I I'm going to plead the fifth on this entire conversation. And no, I, I just, just say Green's so cute. She could even make a beard be cute. I could be quick, an adorable dwarf. It's quick, great. Jay. Quick, Jay, play us off here. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have. I don't have it fast enough. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, so, oh man, how how to best do this one? Well, so last week we asked the community to send in some final messages for our beloved Hunter Vanguard, uh, and I think we're going to get to those running after running through our normal intro segment. But I know mm-hmm. Green, you wanted to kind of kind of give a bit of an overview of because the format for tonight is going to be a bit different. Yes. Yeah. So- we, I actually was a little shocked on how many people wanted to submit things. Um, hmm. Everyone was real great about getting stuff in quickly or sending in audio files and stuff like that. So we're going to go through all the ones that I'm sure I gathered up. If I forgot yours, I am so sorry because there were a ton that came in and it was kind of a s- scramble to try to get everything put together. But um, the way we're going to do this is we're going to do an audio clip and then we're going to we're going to chat as a group the team is about Kate and maybe reactions and whatnot and then we're going to read two of them and then chat audio read type thing and it's just going to kind of go back and forth a little bit so you're going to get a little bit of a eulogy from a community member and then you're going to get our reactions and stories about Kate from us and then back and forth and i'm going to be kind of a stickler on time tonight and making sure that we get through everything in a timely manner because there's quite a few of them so be prepared for that and it'll be great so thank you to mm-hmm. everybody who sent in stuff by the way yeah do it for the puppies yeah for the puppies and the loot <clears throat> um, yeah. do we uh well, I guess next week's is going to be the extra lore topic. So do you want to put the question on uh, on the table for right now? Just put it on the holding or put it in a parking lot just for a second and yeah. kind of post it afterwards. Because it's God of War. Yes, and it is God of War. If, and if people have suggestions for those kind of things. like if Yeah, you, definitely for the extra lore stuff. We always we always kind of the extra lores are, are difficult for us because, you know, sometimes they're games that we're not super familiar with. Uh, but we do like hearing 
thoughts from the community each week and we try to keep mm-hmm. it relevant to the to the show that we're going to be reading them on so if you guys if we're doing an extra lore uh you know and you have a particular question that you really would like to see a lot of different people's opinions on let us know and we'll definitely definitely keep those in mind and you know if it's a good one we'll definitely use it um, and it so, might be the case for this one that <clears throat> since the release is happening tuesday that we do a question about reactions to the release that's fair too yeah yeah that is instead be a of doing one. a god of war one just to make sure that we're still covering destiny because i know that is the majority of what people listen to us for so that's a fair point but mm-hmm. so i know everyone here is kind of i i, I hesitate to say looking forward because it is going to be kind of a bittersweet <gasps> discussion but uh let's run through <laughs> let's run through our standard intro notes and then we'll get right into it In our last episode of Focus Fire Chat, we discussed Cabal Hierarchy. If you ever miss an episode and would like to catch up, please be sure to check out FocusFireChat.com for archives, articles, and links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat. If you don't mind, please rate and, if you can, review the show on iTunes, Podbean, or whichever podcasting app you use to enjoy podcasts. Reviews are extremely helpful, as they not only let us know what we can do better, but help us stay up on the charts, which help others find our amazing community. To those of you who have already taken the time to leave us a review, thank you. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday, at around 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a high-level summary of the previous week's chat for those who were unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network, links of which can be found on our website. If you're a fan of lore in all its various forms, be sure to also check out thelorenetwork.com, where you can find a wide variety of some amazing content covering a number of different titles and mediums. Our next chat is going to actually be a discussion on the God of War series. However, as always, please be sure to weigh in on the poll this weekend to let us know which topic you want to discuss after that. Links to that poll can be found on either Twitter, at FocusFireChat, or within our Discord server. With that being said, let's take a look at all the messages that we got this week for our Hunter Vanguard, Cade 6. So... To start us off, we got a message from Jellybelly100, who's at PSN Jellybelly. He's a great British dude, and this is what he had to say about Cade. Cade 6. Exo. Hunter. Vanguard. Hero. The truest gunslinger of our time. Gambler, maybe. Icon, certainly. Legend, undoubtedly. The last safe city saviour. The ace of spades in another's hand, unthinkable, yet true. Dark days lie ahead, but vengeance will be taken. The odds were stacked against you, but this we promise. We will honor you. We will never forget 
Cade 6, this is the hour we honour your light. May the tale of your deeds be passed from generation to generation, words written, songs sung. Cade 6, your actions will be the inspiration for a thousand hunters to take up your cloak and follow in your footsteps. Your memory will last throughout the ages. Your legend will echo throughout eternity. Goodbye, dear friend. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a somber way to start it, but I felt that it was apt to have the British man go first. Of course. Of course. But so austere. Yes, and I kind of wanted to start out our discussion in where when we met Cade and how we met Cade. Mm-hmm. Cuz not all of us the majority of us played hunters, but not all of us did and once was sense. Well, I wouldn't say that much, <laughs> but talk about our beginning journey with Kate in, in D1. Anybody want to go first? Like memories of Kate in D1? Oh, Lord. It was the NPC characters were so sparse in, in D1. It was mostly voice, mm-hmm. but I can remember the first time. Um, that I got to the tower and then, you know, you've, you've got the little blinkies that tell you to go do things. And one of the first things I had to go do to, was talk to my Vanguard, which I was a hunter. So I go to Cade and I'm trying to figure out like, you know, there for too long. And I'll never forget. He said to me, can I help you? Like just like a complete smart, mm-hmm. and that was my <laughs> that's my first impression of Cade. Yeah, totally. Beard, I'm curious what your first impression was because I I know my first impression was definitely similar to Justin's in like I am dealing with a total smart mm-hmm. as my mentor. But what did what do you remember like first thing? Uh, as a personal thing, it was more of like, uh, well, here we've got the, the jokester of the crew, uh, which I think it kind of goes along with it. Like he's just the he's just the one with the wit, uh, and that's what I kind of figured that he was going to be as he progressed through as the story uh, kind of carried on. Uh, but just uh, the first the first example that I kind of had with him, which for me, of course, was either uh, initially when I had started playing the game was to talk with my vanguard which was actually zavala Mm -hmm. i started as a titan and then i ended up finding that that wasn't the way that i wanted to go uh and i remade my character to a warlock it uh grindhead jim had actually said like oh hey you would really like playing a titan i was like dude i hate playing a titan uh so i ended up rolling a warlock and then i went and talked with uh ikora but for me i didn't really talk with Cade until like a good bit into the story Mm -hmm. and 
for me, I think it wasn't until I like did the uh, the Archon Priest run uh, where I I heard his voice and I was like, hmm. I feel like he has a little bit more like going than we than we kind of expect or think. Uh, and then I hear, heard him again with like the Dust Palace and everything as well. And he seemed a little bit more on the somber side, even though he was meant to be a little something more dark humor uh, almost. Yeah, but it was more it was more the fact that he had a serious tone to him. Uh, mm. If you remember how the the Dust Palace and the Archon uh, priest missions start. Uh, there are no jokes or quips or anything like that that are within them. Uh, it is very much just straightforward. I am I am Kate, and I'm going to tell you what's going on uh, and why this location is so important to us. Uh, and it it kind of felt like that scout report. Besides, uh, it really wasn't until the Taken King that I that I fully got the impression that he was just meant to be, as we've already kind of said, a, a complete smartass. Yeah, uh, I didn't really pick up on that until they started to go down that road with him, because uh, he was devoid for a good majority of stuff with uh, Dark Below, House of Wolves. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't until then that we really started to pick into it. So I, I know it's a long tangent to end up talking about, but like overall for me, like Cade as a as a first impression piece, I kind of knew what to expect from him for the sake that he was a hunter and and one of the first things that he says was like well i'll be here not that i really want to right of course my question was why don't you want to like i thought this was supposed to be something that most people would want to do to to help humanity and then of course we find out why so definitely Elaine blue do you want to either have input like do you want to put in put input in on this one or do you want to read Z submission. I can we can jump for Z submission because I think for the most part, you know, uh, for the most part, I think it's been said. Uh, yeah. What everyone's for. I mean, everyone who started in Destiny One, just for you know a quick. Well, I guess my quick take on that is <clears throat> everyone who started in D One kind of had a very similar introduction, really, to all of the Vanguard. Um, mm. and then I think like having started with them from the very beginning, I don't really know the experience of people who jumped in later, but I'm assuming that it would be markedly different for a person jumping in in destiny Two, obviously, because Cade's character is already kind of really established. And in the very beginning, everyone was still kind of in flux. So, I mean, the Cade, the Cade that we all recognize today was by far, you know, not really the Cade that we all experienced when we first started up, which it's not, a, that's not a dig at anything. That's just, you know, any good storytelling, you have to, you know, you have to have a bit of content before you really get drawn into it. Yes. But um, speaking of which, that actually ties into what you're going to read. Shh, I, I'm getting better at segues. Um, <laughs> yes, you are. I so, like to point it out to let the people so, know that that's happening. Um, Z, Z actually uh, wrote in and said, the mark... I think I'm on the right one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The mark of good storytelling is the ability to draw the reader, or in this case, the player, in, making them invest in the characters, empathize with their struggles, celebrate their successes, and, as is this case, mourn their passing. The roadmap of Destiny and my life converge in a strange way that most other games do not. Destiny released around the time that I needed it the most. In isolation, this game and its character, particularly Cade, reintroduced me into being able to deal with interacting with other players, cooperating in fire teams, and making and achieving goals. 
Of all the cast of characters, Cade was the first I interact with other than my ghost, and he has always been the most interesting and dearest to my heart. I met Cade at a time when I most needed something like Destiny to ground me, and now that he's gone, I'm able to look back and see that I needed that pillar to ground me then, but not so much now. So to Cade, who was that pillar, my vanguard, the one character I could always look forward to learning more about, I hope you find what you are looking for after this, whatever that is. Say hello to Ace for me. With all my heart, Z. Yeah. And then we had a submission by the Shattered One. And I actually purposefully made sure that Beard was reading this one, because it's your good old buddy Toland. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to say that last one kind of hit home a little bit, too. Anyway, uh, for Cade, etched on the back of a sheet of chitin. I don't often give praises to the jovial lightheartedness of Guardians, but I have come to realize it is a source of strength and humanity that others seem to lack. The shouts of Guardians everywhere could never speak in high enough volumes to reach these spaces and tell of your contribution to their journey. But their rage at your impending doom speaks in its own volumes. The comedy and silly pandering may have been only a mask to hide your abundance of pain, but it carried the guardians of the tower through some of the toughest of times, which demonstrates its own sense of overwhelming strength. Your memory will perhaps outlive even the most powerful of us, and as such, you have earned my respect. Much like Zol, you will become a weapon, not one to be shot or swung at the enemy, but one that empowers the very guardians themselves. May your soul find peace, Cade, and if not, may it find revenge. Ayat, the Shattered One. Just, I, I want to end up with tissues by the end of this one. I'm sure. I'm just like, oh, yeah. no. I I just want to step in real quick and say how absolutely talented these submissions have been so far to begin. Yeah. With. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you, you guys. I, if you don't think that you're talented, you're absolutely wrong. Uh, thank you for what you've given so far. Because of course, now now granted, I'm already over emotional to begin with but uh you you're you're moving me to a little bit of tears here so Mm -hmm. thank you guys can i help lighten the mood a little bit and talk about one of the first stories we have with cade yeah yeah do Do it talk about cade's interaction with the fallen for the first (laughs) time i'd have that card lower down i think it's the house of exile card no it is ghost fragment fallen ah thank you lou do you want to chat about that one a little bit yeah sure what does the text say? Um, so this is Ghost Fragment Fallen, and it's a reminiscence of Cade 6. And he says, okay, okay, I'll tell the story about that one Fallen. It didn't happen like that. We didn't, you know, do anything actively. No handshake, no icy stare of grudging mutual respect. I don't even know which hand he would shake. Do, do they shake hands? That must be complicated. Anyways, it was like this. I was on the moon. I cracked a hive structure near Mare Imbrium, looking for, look, looking for a shrine, and they just swarmed. Ranks and ranks and ranks of thrall pouring out between the columns, but the columns were knights, and all the shadows behind them rose up hissing sorcery. Of course, I ran. I had a line of egress, and while, yes, it was full of thrall, I had a backup, too. I went upslope, took cover in the shadow of a crashed phaeton, emptied my machine gun, ducked down to reload, and saw her at the other end of the hull, killing thrall. 
a fallen in exile colors, bannered in the marks of a baron, though the flags were claw-torn and stained with hive ash. She was alone. I think she must have lost her crew. I don't really have time to shoot her, and she didn't really have time to shoot me, so we just went back to killing Hive. Knights pushed past me out into the open and back up the range to a high stone saddle in the shadow of an old interformity array. It was good ground, so she came up there too. For a while, we just killed things, which which is hard to make interesting in a story, so I'll pass it over. At the end, the wizards came. I climbed the array to get an angle on them, and she fell back to the base of the antenna where she broke her swords off in a night. I saw that happen, and I don't know if I can tell you how I felt. She was another living thing with a mind I could understand, and she hadn't howled at me or tried to eat my ghost. I cheered when the night went down. When I came back down, empty on all guns, she was slumped up against a bulkhead staring at me with all her tiny black eyes, ether leaking out of her like smoke. The night hadn't died easily. Down slope, the last wizard moved like fire behind another line of thrall. I looked at her and wondered how many innocent human lives she'd ended on those broken blades. She did the strangest thing then. Took the last shock pistol from her bandolier and threw it between us, as to offer it. When I went to pick it up, she tried to knife me, but she was slow, and when I broke her arms and opened her throat, she didn't seem surprised. To this day, I wonder if she hated me, or wanted to make me kill her, or just felt she should spare me the choice. I did kill a few thrall with that pistol. Love it. One of the, I'm being real selfish and like filling in which cards <laughs> I want us to read because I'm picking my favorites. No, my yeah, favorite and I think I yeah. think the other thing with you're that doing card, a good job. The other thing with that card too is that you know, especially with what we're seeing, you know, to tie it back into what we're seeing with Forsaken, that is yeah. a bit of a foreshadowing as well. Because Very much so. this is and this is a a hive that is we started to see the depth of characters. I mean, even from the beginning, this was one of the very first cards that we got in Destiny. Um, right. And it was even from here, Vanilla. yeah, it was. Um, but even even then, we saw a foreshadowing that the the fallen at the time, as we knew them, uh, you know, that they were not just simple. Oh, that's an evil NPC. We need to kill them. I mean, th- this this kind of hinted at they have just as much aspirations as the guardians do about having depth of character. Yeah, and that that was the first kind of uh, humanizing mm-hmm. look we ever got at the at the fallen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Cade's the one who led us on the strike that Baird was talking about the uh, Archon Priest strike. Mm-hmm. He's and we're we learned a little bit about Prison of Elders with that because there's a line that actually I believe mentions Prison of Elders, mm-hmm. like he escaped the Prison of Elders and we're trying to prevent them from waking him up type thing. But yep. yeah, definitely. Well, we have an audio next sent in by the real Anna Bray at Anna Bray Tech. <laughs> Hello, Guardians. Anna Bray here. Not the real Anna Bray, but I do run the Anna Bray Twitter, so I'm I, I'm kind of like the real Anna Bray. Anyway, I heard Focus Fire Chat was giving us a chance to shout out our boy Cade Six one last time. I had to jump in and I had to tell Cade Six if Eris ever makes a Twitter account, I'm gonna make sure she keeps her rock off your map, bro. I had to tell you that. In all seriousness, we all are gonna miss Cade Six. I've been playing Destiny since Vanilla Destiny. Cade's always been there with his antics and his fun and all that happy stuff that Cade 6 did. So we're definitely going to miss him. I heard he's not in the tower anymore. That makes us all very sad. So one last thing, one last shout to Cade 6. We all want to say, whether we wanted it or not, 
he did he he totally warned me about this like he was he was teasing it he's like have, so, green green have you listened to it yet have you and i had i'd listened to like the first half of it to make sure like there was no funny business on it and then i realized oh my god he's going to punk us he's going to meme us so did you see the t-shirt i, I don't know if you guys noticed this but i'm just gonna make sure Anna Bray sounds suspiciously like a dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually a really nice guy and <laughs> does a really good job with the, the parody account. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is from Seraph 17, another parody account. Beard, would you like to read this one for me? Sure. All right. So again, this is from Seraph 17. You can find him at 17 underscore Seraph on Twitter. Kate Six is without a doubt in my mind my favorite character in Destiny right next to my own ghost and guardian. I mean, hell, I wanted to get my sweet business and I could never get it. I did flashpoints for Cade and he gave me my sweet business and my home of save 14. Best part about it? He said, you're my favorite. Hush. Don't tell anyone. Yes, I know he said the quote a million times, but at that moment it was special. Made me so happy to finally complete the Titan beta set thanks to Cade. Before I drag this on for too long, I must say this. I would always go to the Cosmodrome and into the plane graveyard and sit on a wing of of a plane there. I would look at the stars and give them names to Lost Guardians, Saint-14, the Brays, even my old fire team. I went there again a few weeks ago and my friends agreed to giving an entire star constellation to Cade, Andal, and his son, Ace. Orion's belt, which contains the North Star, we gave to Kate. The two others are Andal and Ace. So if you're ever lost, look up into the night sky and find the North Star. Kate will still be guiding you, sly hunters, clever warlocks, and me, and my fellow powerful titans through it all. Forget winning. Shoot for the stars, Guardian. Or just shoot a lot. The winning will come. Kate 6. Yeah, it's just, it's hard to talk after some of these. Uh, it's hard to talk after them. It's hard to read them. Yeah, I know. Freaking <laughs> sitting here trying not to tear up. Yeah. So, I want to. I think that's I, awesome. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm going to jump on is. this real quick. I think that is yeah. an amazing idea. I love seeing that. Like, this reminds, so this reminds me back, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure most of you guys know I'm a pretty big big fan of Elder Scrolls, but mm-hmm. I believe it was Oblivion. It might have been Skyrim on the PC. I can't. I'm. I'm not. I'm, it's been a while. But about five or six years ago, there was a huge character um, or a huge participant in that community who passed away, and yep. Bethesda actually went out and put in a shrine in the game and gave it as a mod out for people on the PC because mm-hmm. with PCs you can you could have modded them uh, that's now available on Xbox but you know this was before that and that was it was like literally it was kind of a thing that everyone and this was on the uh, Elder Scrolls sub uh, subreddit everyone downloaded it without question like they all put that 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 um that shrine to this character who was an actual person who became a, he became a part of the universe that he had loved so much I mean, that's that's like something that I think, you know, seeing like MMOs do more and more now. I think that's really cool. That's, I, I really like that idea of like 
he's he's putting his own lore into the game and explaining i i just i think that's really cool yeah i agree it's it speaking of like the lore when it comes to to Cade. I don't have a card for this next one that I wanted to talk about a little bit, but it's the fact that Cade always kind of, he's the lazy uncle, but he's always pushing you to be better. You know what I mean? He's Mm -hmm. the, like, we always had to set up the patrol beacons, even back in the Taken King. (laughs) He forced us to set up patrol beacons on the Dreadnought. Incorrectly. (laughs) Incorrectly. And he's the one who got the, um, the stealth drive installed on Eris's ship, like borrowed Eris's ship without her knowing to make sure that we could get on there. Like he was always the one who kind of pushed us to make the crazy choice. Maybe not the smart choice, but the crazy choice that ended up luckily working. Everyone loves a bad idea when it works. Oh my God. Additionally, having just played through that scene again, because I was gathering some footage earlier on today, Mm -hmm. just the fact that he looks like Amanda goes, she's ready to fly when you are. Cade looks back and goes, well, I'm not flying me? it. I'm not flying that thing. <laughs> Isn't there a line about how it smells or something also? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a very smelly ship. Eris, uh, we got to talk about cleanliness because apparently it's a problem. Well, I mean, when you're covered in hive gunk. Well, the best part about yeah. that whole thing is the fact that um, that was the uh, little pre-order bonus figure. Yep. was him mm-hmm. with the wrench. I still have that mm-hmm. thing. I love that little the figure. Same. Yeah, definitely. Actually, well, he's sitting right underneath Mega Man, which I find is funny. <laughs> nice. So I have the I have the twentieth anniversary old style blue bomber, and then underneath him is is Cade with the wrench. But... Nice. That reminds me of um, I can't think of his name. I think it's. I can't remember who it is on Twitter. There was one guy a couple weeks ago who was taking yes. pictures of Cade yeah. in all the different locations across oh, the U.S. Yeah. Oh gosh, I, 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 I think we'll we have to find him and shout him out here in a little bit. Like search for him on Twitter and shout him out in the show at some point. But he did a really good job of him and his son were going to a family reunion and they were cr- traveling cross country and they brought the Cade figurine and set Kate up in different locations and said what Kate was doing. And it was it awesome. Was, it was really cool. It was mm-hmm. one of my favorite like Twitter moments when it comes to destiny because it was, it's a really unique idea to see somebody do something like that. Yep. But yeah. Uh, we have an audio, another audio clip sent in by uh, Michael and he is at Matt at Mac Clubbin. You want me to say I'm proud of you that you did a good job. Good job. For Cade 6, not 7, our friend, who let us see his good heart when he kept the rest of the galaxy at trick sleeve's length, who carried the weight of many lifetimes on the cloak over his shoulders, who, for all of his jokes, never let us down when we needed him most. It was Cade who got us onto Oryx's dreadnought, when no one else would, and subsequently comforted us during our terror-filled tour. He teleported us into the heart of Gaul's command ship. He always had a plan when Zavala and Ikora were lost. Cade, in his own unorthodox way, as much as he might hate to have heard it, 
embodied, be brave. I leave you with a quote from the pre-classical bards, Motorhead. You know I'm born to lose, and gambling's for fools, but that's the way I like it, baby, I don't want to live forever. And don't forget the Joker! Rest in peace, Hunter, from McClubbin. Thanks, Focused Fire Chat. Thanks, Green. I love the fact that he sang. The Ace of Spades! Yeah. Sorry. I was waiting for someone else to think of Motorhead. Good job, McClubbin. Singing's your bit, so we just leave that to you, okay? No. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, why don't you read our entry from Potato? Okay, this is a different potato, right? Not Other potato. than this internet, yeah. right? This is the elite potato, not the, the potato internet. Potato. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to tell the other potato that this potato is elite. Um, <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Cade, for making me try new things. Like traditional ramen at that one Japanese place, instead of at the normal ones that you find in a grocery store. And also... Your sheer essence of hunterness is something I strive for in game, and your kindness is what I strive for in real life. You'll be extremely missed by me and everyone else in the community. Heart emoji. There's a peace sign in there too. It looks like there's a peace sign. I, I, yeah, I, I did. It didn't occur yeah. to me to say the. Uh, Threw the deuces up and the heart emoji. Yeah, and Potato runs a golden gun. He mains a golden gun, which is, that's nice. Like, I don't even main a golden gun. I like Cade, but not that much. I think through uh, Destiny 1, that's what I ran mostly, was golden gun. That's because Destiny 1, you could stick people. Yeah, I made unicorns. And also because orbs. Right, yeah, yes. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely. and I I just love the numbers that would pop up with uh, Celestial Nighthawk. Mm-hmm. That's still one of my freaking favorite uh, exotics. Nighthawk. What did so, you didn't you screech on one episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the Hawk Moon. That was the but Hawk Moon. The, the joke right, with the Nighthawk right. was whenever whenever we got Celestial Nighthawk, then we took it back into uh vault of glass the best the, uh, use it. Y- yeah when when you got in vault of glass that was like what that was made for apparently but basically that was how you like when you said nighthawk that way <laughs> that was when you got your next golden gun all you had to do is go nighthawk and that was you shot again nighthawk and yeah. then that's what it sounded like while we were killing atheon was <laughs> that over and over and over again everyone loved it that oh my gosh, yeah. They didn't say that they loved it, but I got the feeling that they, they really totally loved it. it. They, I mean, <laughs> how could you not? You know what I appreciate? One of my favorite memories on the show is listening to both you and Blue read the uh, terminal card. Oh God, I have it linked for you. I have okay. Up. I think is that I Ghost think... Fragment Cade Six. It is. Yeah, it's from chat. Uh, chat's H- been it. Chat's been asking for us to do it again. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, um, real quick, I think it. I think it was Boop Cannon 
that did the I think so too. I couldn't I find say, the pictures. I want I I'm I've been like sitting here trying to go through all the the Twitter feed and it's just been so long since we did that. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was Boop Cannon that did the where where Kate is or Kate's last adventures. I can't remember what the hashtag was. Yeah, but. I it was really cute. Super fun. Okay. But yeah, let's oh have you guys read this cuz oh, it's no. hilarious. I'm going to do you want hang on, Peter hang on. I to me, read it? No, you no, no, no. Blue bot? Yeah, let me see if I can get my audio. Hang on real quick. I'm going to have to edit this afterwards, but let me see if I can get my voice mod. My Remote Vanguard database text-only search initialized. Welcome, user Ace of Hearts. Please enter search query. News about Cade. There are four new articles since your last search 26 hours to 33 minutes ago. That's... Way too low. Sorry, I don't understand. That's way too low. Who's more popular than Cade? Sorry, I didn't... Who's more popular than Cade 6? Suck. First article... The first city news article about Cade was 126 years, 11 months... 126 years ago? I'm way older than that. Major events of 126 years ago. Significant progress made in faction accords related. Brask A. Traveler True Origin and Purple. Minor events of 126 years ago. First 25 match crucible winning streak recorded. Related. Ray I. Centaur Planetoid 7066 Nessus re enters system after unexplained delay. Related. Did we get invaded by horse people? Sorry, I don't... Did horse people ever exist? There are no known encounters with quadruped lifeforms capable of spaceflight. Some early sightings of fallen raiding parties mistakenly identified their methods of rapid locomotion as equine. Did horses? No. What were we talking about? Last 50 searches across all devices, chronological. Banshee, real name. Banshee 44, real name. Scout Rifle Locker Default Password Traveler Giant Eyeball Giant Eyeball Planet Giant Eyeball Aliens Giant Alien Eyeballs Delete Image History How do I delete images? Accidentally set Giant Alien Eyeball as Terminal Background How much do new terminals cost? Vanguard Discount for New Terminal Traveler Over 50 million results found Please narrow search criteria Traveler Eyeball Over 70 million results found Please... Where did the Traveler come from? Over 10 million resorts found. Traveler Googly Eyes Terminal Background. Please connect to a device with an image display to view these results. Traveler Road Trip Snacks. Since the Traveler's final exodus from Io prior to the collapse, Echo Mesa has been a popular pilgrimage destination for Guardians. As the Traveler's transformation of the Jovian Moon was incomplete, Io's climate and geography do not support agriculture in the conventional sense. Vanguard Commander Zavala therefore recommends Zavala Snacks. All results tagged with the following related search queries require two-thirds Vanguard authorization for disclosure. Zavala Snacks. Zavala Action Snacks. Titan Vitamins. Edible Zavala. Zavala Action Vitamins. Vanguard Vitamins. What? All results tagged with Ikora. Current location. Warlock Vanguard Ikora Ray is currently in the Underwatch. Would you... Log out. 
Thank you for using the Vanguard text-only database. User Ace of Hearts. Be brave. <laughs> oh, God. This, the little record scratch scared what? me at first. It, yeah, like, it got me at first. I was like, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. And then when I figured it out, it was on the X's. <laughs> the best uh-huh. part about that that's, is that's the, a good card. The, you can tell the train of thought that he has. He's like, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I need to. Where's Ikora? It's, <laughs> it's almost, it's, it's almost to the point to where it's like witnessing someone with a genius IQ, <laughs> like you know, like the way their mind works is really weird. The best Except. part of that was the, the end result of Rhino giving us the googly eye traveler wallpaper. Oh, yes. my God. All yeah. praises be to the Googler. To the Googler. Yes, the Googler. Well, the next thing that we have is a submission by Tristan at Dishonored Halo. Audio recording reflecting on August 29th. It was your usual day. Patrolling. Scouting. Trinket hunting. Errand running. I didn't think nothing much of it. It was a semi-peaceful day. Light rainstorm. Big patch of fog rolling through the EDZ. Doing a few odds and ends for Devrim. Then we got the call. It wasn't, it wasn't anything... Specific, just a notice to all guardians that the hunter vanguard wasn't going to be at his post for quite some time due to a disturbance in the prison of elders. So I carried on with my day. Inquisitive warlock minds tend to wander, not wander far. So I always, I always had this feeling in the back of my head that maybe something wasn't right about this disturbance. I mean. We hadn't had much trouble with the prison before, besides the House of Wolves. But that was about it. It was pretty quiet, even while the Re- even while the Red Legion laid siege to the city. The prison of elders was quiet. Nothing unusual. But that's what worried me. All of a sudden, a strange disturbance in the in this far-off, desolate prison, out in space, unknown to us. I just wish I could have lended some assistance. Maybe this whole thing could have gone better. Maybe, just maybe. With the help of a warlock, a hunter, a titan, anyone... Just someone to help out. Maybe this could have all gone much smoother. Yeah. We got to meet Tristan at Guardian Con this year. Mm-hmm. 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 He was we one of the indeed. guys who came up who got who came up and chatted with us for a little while. He did not Thank bring for- Justin a sandwich. No. Mm-hmm. That was somebody else. This very special somebody else who I'm still very proud of. Mm-hmm. But we have a submission by Nero at near, N, N, N Nero underscore 75 on Twitter. 
Blue, do you want to get that one? <laughs> yeah. Um, Nero says, you will be deeply missed, Cade Six, but I hope in your absence that your hunters lose their edge in the crucible. P.S. Good to see Titans aren't the only ones to headbutt their way out of a sticky situation. Can I just say that is the most amazing ah. moment of that trailer? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yes, finally. They my do horn? what everyone's my been wanting them to do. Horn? Like, my, my, horn. my horn my horn my beautiful beautiful horn yeah that was the awesome that was another good one. Oh yes uh-huh. oh yeah i think we should read the the dodgeball card the shacks dodgeball card is that shacks two uh uh it's, to... my gosh shacks this is one and two actually yeah you want to read them back to back we can that's uh <laughs> that's that it's long that's uh yeah we can do it sure justin do you want to give us another sure another cade rendition and have beard play shacks maybe yeah mm. just don't let liz uh, listen what am, I, what am i looking for is uh lord shacks lord uh, shacks the first one and then we'll do the second one maybe let's do the second one after the next set of submissions I beat you fair, Cade said. Don't ever. He raised his hand to wag a finger under Shaq's nose. Try to outrace my golden guns. Two children ran by in a blur, laughing. Shaq shook his head slowly. It was a tactical error. Won't happen again. Next time doesn't matter. You lost today, and today you owe me. The Titan stared down at the hunter, but said nothing, his hands clenched in fist. Cade ignored the posturing and turned to face turned to face a desolate field of dirt and large rocks. A writhing mob of children spread across it, clusters of them barreling into each other as they bellowed and screamed. A much smaller number of elders waited in the chaotic sea of miniature people. What is this? What's happening? Shax demanded. The city has children. Children who must stay within designated safe zones. The two guardians watched as a boy climbed the largest rocks on the field, about four feet in the air, and howled at the sky. Of course they're going to go a little stir-crazy. Parents bring them out to this. You'd think it would have a name. This field every month, and they have at it. Better they hit each other than climb the walls. Shaq stared at them. So you're going to pay to? Cade said. Shaq looked down at him. Pick two what? Two of the little brats. You pick a team of two, and you're going to train them in this. The sport they play here. It's some kind of tournament. You know. You know all about those. Shaq surveyed the field. This is ridiculous. He concluded. Yeah, that's not the last time you're going to say that today. But you've made your bed. Get comfy. I can pay you glimmer. Two crucible matches worth. Why waste my time on children? A child sped past and waved at Cade as Shaq spoke. Cade responded with an upward thumb. I like bugging you. Plus, you'd be surprised what goes on out here that only these little miscreants know about. Beneath the helmet, Shaq stared holes into the Exo's face. 
Listen, I I know you're going to be you, but try to keep them intact. I make sure a guardian they know comes to visit them once in a while. You weren't the kid's first choice or even their 10th, but you were the only one I could get leverage on this week. Shaq stood motionless, but his fury engulfed the air like a flame. Cade turned to leave his cloak billowing in the wind behind him. I'm going to make so many crucible bets while you're gone. You wouldn't dare. Shax began, but Cade was already lost in a departing crowd of adults. Shax let out a breath, then scanned the field again, past children after squirming child. Child after squirming child. He quickly discerned the two on the field with the best athletic potential. Two human girls, snarling as they swung branches at each other, seemingly impervious to pain. He walked past them, through the crowd, and several several elders paused just briefly enough in their youth in their youth wrangling to let their jaws hang. Lord Shax navigated the unruly sea with grace and headed toward a lone tree in a corner of the field. An awoken girl and a human boy sat huddled below it. As Shax's shadow eclipsed them, they looked up at him with the same brightness in their eyes. What are your names? He demanded. Runa, said the Awoken with some disdain. She returned the blank stare of Shaq's faceplate. My name is Lanwabo, recited the human, more like a question than a statement. You look bored, Runa, Shax observed. And you look worried, Lanwabo. He pointed at the boy who scooted back, startled. As far as I'm concerned, that makes both of you more intelligent than all of these dregs, said the Titan. You're with me. I need the rules of engagement. Shaq stared at them, and they stared back. Someone talk to me! They both started talking at once, and Shaq listened in silence as they talked over each other to explain the game. Teams of two launched orb projectiles at each other, and players struck are eliminated. If both teams on a team are eliminated, the team is out of the tournament, and their chance to play on the field is over. What do you call this drill? Skirmish? Supremacy? Shaxx demanded. Dodgeball, said Runa. We'll work on the name. Follow my instructions, and I will lead you to victory. Shaxx waved over, waved one of the adults over. Lord, Lord Shaxx, said the exomel. Shaxx is fine. Only guardians owed him respect. Find my team a match. Sooner the better. Shaxx brought Lanwabo and Runa to the field and kneeled, his hands engulfed their shoulders like a pair of descending moons. My friends, should you be killed, others lesser than you will take your place. Don't fight for yourself. Fight for those poor fools. Lanwabo opened his mouth as if to speak, but hiccuped instead. Shax turned them both around to face the sun and the other team across the field. He kneeled so low that his face was level with theirs. The three stared at the opposition, two human boys, eyes glaring, fists balled in determination. Their elders stood behind them, her eyes wide as she recognized Lord Shax. Runa yawned and rubbed her face, trying to clear the sleep from it. Shax whispered to his new charges. Crush them. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> He's the overzealous 
peewee football coach wearing <laughs> shorts. Uh, I want somebody to cartoon that where Shax is still got his like his helmet and his like with the clipboard and the whistle. Yes, but like with the little gym shorts. Yeah. And like kneeling down really, really low to get even with the kids' faces to talk to them. <laughs> oh my god, that would be an amazing little comic. God. Yeah. We'll continue that story here in a little bit. Hashtag Shaq Shorts. Shaq Shorts. Oh my gosh. So, Beard, I think I've got another one for you to read. <clears throat> and this one's from Joshua Nye at mm-hmm. a screwball on Twitter. Pre-memorandum sounds too formal. Just have some ramen, raise a glass, and say hi to Failsafe for me. Kate six, not seven. In <laughs> reference to our little ramen card. Ah, yeah. oh, gosh. Justin, we have a, a dame actually sent in. One of the Dames of Destiny sent in for us. My Lucky Clover at My Lucky Guardian. Could you read hers for us? Yes. You were my hunter vanguard during my recovery from brain surgery in real life. You made me laugh on some really tough days. And so each time I pick up my controller and become a guardian, I will remember you telling me, back into the wild with you. And when I do, Aldrin Sov is mine. Going to miss you, buddy. Yeah. We're all going to miss him. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Do we want to... Do the second Shax card kind of like I'm trying to remember how much Kate actually talks in this. Yeah, one. I was about to say this one's a lot of you and beard, but I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, steal I the show. I think it's about towards the middle again. He, he turns yeah. back in, but yeah, he, yeah, he comes back in about halfway down. Getting in character, you guys go ahead. All right. Narrator voice. The morning turned to noon as the sky darkened with dodgeballs and filled with the battle cries of children. When it was over, Lanwabo had tears in his eyes, but he had tried his best to stand straight. Runa had a bloody knee and stared wordlessly at the winning team, the two snarling girls from earlier in the morning. The girls lifted an unrefined mass of plasteel, a makeshift trophy, over their heads, and they roared. Shaq stared up at the traveler and sat buoyed by a mantle of clouds against the blue sky. It didn't seem to notice him. Tell me what you've learned, Shaq said to Runa and Lamwambo, his faceplate fixed skyward. They did, and spoke for a continuous three minutes. Shaq nodded slowly. So, you're not mad? asked Lamwambo. His face brightened. You've gained more from this than the victors. He replied. The three of them looked on as the two girls smashed their plasteel cluster into the dirt, and to the horror of all the other children, it shattered. Runa's eyes narrowed ever so slightly, a dodgeball gripped in her hands. Shax continued. Victory is key to survival. You need it. Need to fight for it. But it teaches nothing. Doesn't that mean, in a way, we won? Asked Lenwabo. No. Shax looked down at him. You were annihilated. <laughs> oh, said Lenwabo. 
Runa continued to stare at the shattered trophy in the winning team. She slowly turned the dodgeball in her hand. Let this loss drive you, Shax said to both of them. But the game is over. Your focus should be on what's to come. Lonwabo stared down at his hands. I, I think, I think I'm going to go read a book, he said, surprising himself as he uttered the words. We all make our own choices. Runa said nothing as Cade strode up out of a shadow in the afternoon sun. Everything good? The hunter asked Shax. Do I look like I care? Oh, come on, buddy. The bet's fulfilled. You don't have to pout. Just remember not to challenge a hunter with golden guns. I can and I will. Rematch. End of day. You're on. I hope you're ready to babysit. Runa's ball struck Kate in the neck. A stealth attack. (laughs) I was startled by that. Stealth attack to her earlier in the morning. He yelped, more surprised than hurt. Who did that? Who did that and how? The hunter demanded loudly as the ball bounced away. The ball didn't respond. Luna, Runa, Lamwambo, and several other children smiled. Shax, what have you been telling them? Shax stared silently down at the exo-hunter until Cade blinked. I, uh, I've, I found my sparrow. Cade said to deflect. I can give us a lift back to the tower. As the other children and their elders dispersed, Runa watched Cade's sparrow as it carried the two guardians off toward the gleaming tower in the distance. She gave a tightened salute as they disappeared from view. It's so cute. It's so awesome. Cade. It reminds me. It reminds me of the uh, the whole dodgeball thing. It reminds me of the the King of the Hill from Fall of Reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's I just, so awesome. I love how Cade pushes people into weird situations, but they end up learning good lessons from them. Mm-hmm. Just like me. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> oh man <sighs> two more submissions and then i th- we're almost to the end of like the submission line so we're doing pretty good so yeah. this one comes from zane reynolds at taste the zane bow which is an amazing <laughs> handle by the way it made me God. so happy when i saw that i was like that is awesome all right, so, that's a good one. That's uh-huh. a really good one. He said to Cade Six, You are an okay guy, I guess. Maybe worthy of naming a pet after, but not my kid or anything. I'm sure you never thought never thought highly of me, what with me being a warlock and all, but I suppose I did grow to admire you. In the old tower, I would find my mind drifting occasionally when talking to Ikora, only to find myself listening to one of your jokes. And, of course, I was always ready to hear about what kind of chowderhead dare you would pursue. I meant to talk to you before you left the tower this week. Maybe to say hi, maybe to say farewell. I didn't get the chance. Anyway, I hear that a crow stole a trinket that doesn't belong to it. So I'm heading to retrieve it. I hear it used to belong to an okay guy. Zane. Did you guys get to say goodbye? To Cade this week? Me neither. I totally forgot. I had a chance. 
It ah. was it was nice. Well, we all had a chance, but <laughs> Oh my god. That's, yeah, that's I, that's I, I feel so bad. The last time I saw Cade would have been last Saturday. Oh god, is way longer ago than for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have one more audio recording that's a reading. And it's from Man at Arms. Just fair warning, there is a little bit of... um, If you've ever watched Man at Arms videos, which Man at Arms is amazing and hilarious. But he's also not the most PG of Guardians. (laughs) I don't believe it. No. Yeah, this is great. I laughed quite a bit earlier, and I'm... I'm going to mute myself so I don't have to worry about mucking up the podcast a bit with it. But, Blue, will you do the honors? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello to all of you at Focused Fire Chat. My am Cookie Monster, and I just wanted to say bye to Kate. Yeah, nothing gave Cookie Monster more joy than sitting outside ramen shop and having cookie talk. Me think Kate is wrong, though. Melas is cookie much better than ramen raisin cookie... That sound made up anyways. Also, please never send Cookie Monster on another scouting mission. Vex tried to steal Cookie Monster's cookies. Also, cookies do not fit an ammo container for the colony. All I wanted to do was shoot mini cookies at enemies. Me sad Cookie Monster. Anyways, me love you, Cade. Me save some cookies for you. Om nom 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 nom. Okay, that was totally not man. That was Laz. (laughs) I put them in the wrong order. I'm sorry, Blue. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, Laz. this doesn't sound like man, but no, I was like, okay. That's not Hang on man. a second. That's that's Laz. Um, uh, Laz, I can't, I can't think of his full gamer tag, but Laz has actually been doing that to a lot of podcasts. Is that Laz Rich? Yeah, Laz Rich. He's been sending in a uh, Cookie Monster clips it was amazing is what it was it was amazing but i'm sitting there i'm like this is not at all what i was expecting man to do give me a moment dear Cade, most people don't know i started out as a hunter because i shared an account with my son and titan was already taken i remember the day i chose to be a hunter because you looked cool and ikora's attitude led me to believe that her was the final resting place of Lord Shax's missing horn. I sincerely enjoyed being a blade dancer and visiting with you. To be part of the Hunter Vanguard felt special. I enjoyed completing the quest to obtain the Ace of Spades, even though by the time I finally got around to getting it, I had like three palindromes that performed better, but none of them looked as bad as the hand cannon you gave me. But I digress. I will miss our weekly visits where you would send me to some planet to do public events and give me a grenade launcher. Every week, without fail, always a grenade launcher. Not a single pair of boots. But hey, it's the thought that counts, right? While I have never shared your love of ramen since graduating college, I did always admire your commitment to reckless gambling and mild, controllable alcoholism. I always thought you would have made a good titan, to be honest. Thank you for always being there and trying to make us laugh when we raced off to kill Omnigul, who had undone her death for the 40,000th time. I looked forward to the familiarity of your jokes. 
I was glad to share that moment with you when I finally got that god-tier grasp of my lock. Even though it was nerfed into oblivion like five days later by the sandbox team. But I think I've gone on long enough. The lights have come on and the bar is closing. I'm not even pissed that you left me with the tab one last time. It seems appropriate. I'm on my way to the reef now. You sit this one out. I got this. I think I got this anyway. <laughs> I love that. Was more what I was mild expecting. Controllable alcoholism. Uh, <laughs> you have to record. watch his videos. They're so good. For the record, I think all of us were muted on that because otherwise we would be giggling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Then just like the, there's moments where I'm just like shocked because where Shax's horns end up being. It's like, whoa! Yeah, that first right. part, I was like, yeesh! Actually, that's a pretty good retcon. Like, I... <laughs> I'm... That, tell that's Joker explaining. about that one! Yeah, uh, that's explaining a lot. Oh, God. <laughs> so good. Uh, we've talked about how talented... The people who have submitted things have been, yeah, and yeah. dear God, like there's, and it's a wide variety of talent. It's not just like sentimental talent, the comedic talent that a lot of the community members have sent in, man mm. included. Oh my God. Yeah. I think, okay, so we only have one more submission left and I'm saving it for the very, very end because it's actually a musical tribute written mm. by our oh, own um, Owen Spear, um, Spence, mm-hmm. who is the guy who put together the music of the Sphere stuff. Right. And so he actually wrote a a version of Taps, essentially, for Cade. And he wrote it, I think he told me last year sometime. But, um, yeah, I'm going to save that to the very, very end. And so if we want to give, talk about any of the extra lore lore stuff related to Cade or the journals or our own sentimental type things with Cade. I think this is a good time to do that. So. Well, real quick on that piece. I know our lost lore was meant to be Cade's treasure Island book. The. Yeah. uh, Book that was actually supposed to be from uh, the, or was from the taken King collector's edition. Uh, and there are a lot of little bits and pieces out of that book, especially after reading it again, that have once again kind of changed and fabricated themselves a little differently from what we had read of them previously. Uh, only because we have different syntax, we have different context of what it is that's going on uh, within the Destiny universe, and especially with Exos as well. Uh, and that actually culminates back towards another piece that uh, I, I see that we have written here, which is Cage Journals. Uh which we receive throughout most of Destiny 2. Um, as, a, as a slight plug here, you guys will actually be able to catch up on both of those pieces uh, in a video that I am working on probably immediately after this podcast that is nine freaking pages long and is going to, if my voice is able to handle it, going to eventually kill the rest of what I have left for said voice uh, and go from there. But the... Uh, the the impl- implications of those journals mixed with Treasure Island are, especially for like the the whole of Cade's life, are in a way 
the the saddest moments that we can kind of read of him they're i think what give him more more depth than some of the other stuff ever had uh throughout destiny 2 we know that Cade is more of like a, a, a especially like a big time jokester uh he's a he's a huckster he's got a lot of yucks that he ends up uh throwing out there but in the meantime we read these journals and all of a sudden we figure out that he's got a lot of uh a lot of depth to him a lot of a lot of darkness that's kind of there that he doesn't try to let go to the surface uh which actually kind of led to me writing a good page of this this video that uh i i, I kind of wanted to read now I don't, I don't know if you guys are okay with me doing so yeah uh, but this uh this this ending i think is kind of where everything is now keep in mind of course there's some additional context besides but uh i think the the ending is where i wanted to give Cade as the the final send off Cade, his legend in time with us isn't written out just yet but most of us know it will be the m- moments with Cade that will be buried in our brain the hardest of all the events that we've experienced over the past year. Kate's story is one of grief, sacrifice, strife, and hardship. It's also one filled with good people, fun and games, and a drive to do good even through the worst of it. His mentor, Andal, uh, Andal Brask, is gone. His friend, Tevis Larson, is gone. Who knows how many of his friends he lost when we lost our light. Hunters always put themselves in the toughest of places, and Kate seemed to emphasize that more than most others did, almost like he wanted to carry the burden on his own shoulders before passing it to others. As a character within fiction, Cade's story will leave a permanent impression in my mind. It's one that pushes me to continue to drive ever forward in a world that may not exactly always be bright and beautiful, even if we want it to be. There will be hardship. There will be strife. But it's those moments that you take action and jump at an opportunity when you see it make that it makes all the difference. And sometimes it's a leap of faith. Cade, you'll be missed. Still, I have something else to discuss when it comes to the Hunter Vanguard. This little piece I'll kind of go redacted on for a little while here. But the, uh, the last quote that I end on. I think the saddest people always try their hardest to make people happy because they know what it's like to feel absolutely worthless and they don't want anybody else to feel like that. Robin Williams. Yeah. I think we've discussed that before too here and just how there's almost gallows humor when it comes to Cade. Yeah. Blue, I think, talked about it the last time we brought it up. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a really, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, gallows humor is something that is really difficult to portray in fiction too, because usually it comes across as trite or shallow, um, and that's one of the things that actually I, I really give a lot of kudos to um, Nathan Fillion. Because that is actually something that pretty much every single one of his characters that he's ever acted has, uh, mm-hmm. has a degree of gallows humor, whether that's in Firefly, uh, Castle, 
or you know destiny um along with like even even the short comedy that he did with uh just blanked on the name uh dr horrible yeah, uh, sing along, Doctor yeah, Horrible. Sing Captain, along, Captain Captain Hammer. Stand back, everyone, nothing yeah. here to see. Right. Yeah. I mean, even even know, Captain Hammer, in... even Captain Hammer had a, had a bit of depth that was really weird to see when it finally kind of revealed itself. Mm-hmm. I was watching yeah. a series of unfortunate events mm-hmm. with my son on Netflix, like the mm-hmm. remake, mm-hmm. and Nathan Fillion pops up, and I was like, oh. Yeah, because well, because well, uh, yeah, as I'd say, because uh, um, oh god, I just blinked on his name. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. There Thank it you. Is. Yeah, he's the yeah. he's the uh, main antagonist. I think is yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got it right. But yeah, I mean, Gall- Gallo's humor is something that I mean, Beard, you, you've hit the the nail on the head. It's it's something that is very very common. For people who have gone, I mean, so Gallows humor, the history, you know, is is pretty graphic as well. Um, basically, the the idea was that if the person could keep the crowd entertained, they could delay their execution. They wouldn't re, they wouldn't ever. I mean, there's supposedly some times that they were so entertaining that they got a reprieve, but most of the time it was more of a matter of just kind of delaying the inevitable. And then it also kind of blew up into like this whole thing of like, you know, who could make the who could make the most memorable, you know, insult joke, whatever. Um, And the reason it's called gallows humor for for those who might not be aware is because the form of execution that this was most commonly found at was the hangman's gallow, Um, because it just just historically hanging is it's not a pleasant execution. It's not a pleasant way to go. Um, and so it was always even more powerful because it was basically them laughing in the face of death. Um, and it was, it was basically them kind of giving in a way, giving the finger to the person who had, who had ordered their execution because they were showing that they weren't afraid. Uh, whereas like, you don't see this really with, uh, the headsman's block or anything like that. Uh, just simply because, because that execution was honestly, if you had a good executioner, it was pretty quick. Um, but yeah, and so the, the gallows humor was something that kind of resulted in this kind of this uh, the sense of not letting your situation dictate how you feel uh, kind of logic, um, and and it's evolved definitely since then into you know kind of a I wouldn't say it's a morbid fascination, but it's a a a refusal to back down and refusal to let the the finality of mortality, you know, silence your, your personhood, I guess would be the best way of saying it. Um, which is actually where like my appreciation of the way that they've developed Cade really kind of amps up is because Cade does an amazing job, especially if you read between the lines of Cade's character, he does an amazing job in portraying gallows humor in a productive and healthy way even though like some of the things that he does are, are understandably very unhealthy. Like the, the stuff that he does is not the best idea. It's not the brightest idea, but ultimately, and this kind of goes back to what Beardus was saying in his, in his little note there is that ultimately Cade knows what happens in the dark and he's trying to protect people ultimately. And that's uh, not to get too far into to spoiler territory for the the lore that we just got access to, but this is actually something that he speaks very 
very plainly about. Um, he speaks about, he explains the Vanguard dare. Uh, he explains what happened with Andal. Uh, and it's, it's very, it was a very, not difficult thing, but it was a very somber thing to read. Um, because he explains that ultimately, no matter what, a hunter is only as good as his word. And that's where the dare, that's where the dare comes in is because no matter who you are, what you are, what you think, what you hold as valuable, if you're a hunter, you hold to your word. And if you don't hold to your word, then you're not a hunter. Um, which is why the, again, which is why the dare was basically the only way that they could get the Vanguard to have a hunter mentor. Um, and I think that speaks a lot to Cade's mentality as well, is that he is at the core, he is a he is a guardian. He is trying to guard people, he is trying to protect people in his own way from the darkness that is out there because he's experienced it. You know, going back to kind of what you guys were talking about with the Treasure Island book too. Um, you know, he, he has directly experienced it. He, he was, you know, arguably around during the collapse, you know, that, that stuff that happened that he experienced that he, even if he doesn't remember a hundred percent, he has fragment memories of these things. And so that's just, again, you know, just, again, this just shows the depth of his character. It's kind of a shame because I feel like Cade has more build-up than most of the other Vanguard kind of do. Uh, I would say that, like, Ikora and Zavala certainly have their their nitpicks and they have their mm-hmm. little uh, expansions to really build into their character, certainly. But I feel like Cade is the one that has had some of the best build-up between uh, Taken King and Onward, uh, and it just shows towards the character of his being overall. Uh, and in so, we also see a little bit more with uh, one of his students, which is Shiro. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of learn more about Cade through having Shiro 4 as a uh, a character that we're able to kind of think about or emphasize, uh, empathize with, uh, which I think is very interesting of Cade as a character, but just in general, uh, how he, he handles his students and how, uh, if you, if you want to really call them students, but just those that he associates with. Uh, we don't really see too much of that except for like Sloan with Zavala, and even then Sloan is pretty much exactly like what you expect somebody to hang around with Zavala to be. Uh, and she doesn't have like a lot of expansion in her character just as much uh, versus somebody like Shiro. And it's that's that's what I think is, is interesting in the mentality of Cade because it's kind of a... If you will, it's kind of like Batman. Mm-hmm. You learn about Cade more through like the, uh, through the the actualities of like what happens through the others that interact with him. Uh, if you if you think about like of course the Joker and and whatnot dealing with uh, Batman, then if you look at something like how and not to say that you know Ace is Joker at all, but. It's just to say that, like, Ace is a character that kind of gives, even though we have no idea who Ace is realistically, and Cade kind of gives us those ideas, too, that he doesn't know who Ace is anymore. Uh, it's just these thoughts and ideas that exist that we we know more about Cade, uh, simply thanks to the fact that we know more about uh, his his background and the people that he works with or is around or confides in. 
Yeah. And I will, I will say this, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I respectfully don't want to go too far into spoiler territory uh, because of, well, I'm sure most people are aware of the whole faux, the, the whole misplaced information that happened. I, actually, I would, I would go over that because I don't think a lot of people know. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I, let me, let me say this next thing real quick and then I, I will come back and explain that comment. Um, mm-hmm. The try the lore triumph so we we know the triumphs uh if you're over on reddit you've probably seen i think it's actually uh one of your guys's uh mr sadass right mr happy think, sadass yeah happy sadass, a, yeah he posted a he, really he good a pretty uh pretty good dis, uh breakdown of uh stuff that we got and there's a triumph and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna explain too much into it but there is a triumph called a man na- the man named Cade. Uh, that is going to be in Forsaken, and I really encourage people to read those entries very closely because what it does is it explains pretty much everything that we're talking about right now, um, and it explains it pretty well. And it's very—it's actually one of the most serious entries that we have from Cade yet, and I absolutely cannot—I mean, I've read it several times now. Um, and it still is just one of, I mean, the entire the entire amount of entries that we've got for Forsaken are very well written and are amazing to read. Um, but it is definitely one of my favorite little sections there. Um, <clears throat> uh, sorry, real quick in chat. Ikora actually does have students. Uh, they are the hidden, and that is Chico. I, Ch- Chico, Chico, I think is the first of the hidden, and he is actually a hunter, which is a very interesting twist. Ikora also heavily uh, is integrated with the owl sector, which is the civilian component of mm. uh, research. Uh, she actually even has relations with uh, was it? Um, oh God, what was his name? It wasn't Ruiz. Was it Ruiz that I she was remember. that she had a a thing with? One one of the civilians and Ikora basically have a thing going on. It's the one that gets sick in the in the owl sector. Oh, um, um, Shin. I want to. I want to. But I don't think it is. I don't know why I can't think of it now. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I wanted to say Shiro, but that's not correct at all. Um, Oh, okay. So Dino is giving me an update. Uh, Ishtar did go ahead and pull the Medusa cards. Okay. So that goes back real quick. Uh, kind of taking a step away from the Cade con- uh, commentary real quick. Uh, there was a basically a mistake on the API uh, with with regards to how we pull data from the database that Bungie provides for public consumption. Um, and there were cards that were made available to everyone that were not supposed to be made available. Um, basically these were cards that I, I use this word and I don't want people to hear it the negative tone, but they were meant to be time gated uh, basically in the same sense that the, the story of your was time gated. Uh, the delivery was meant to be trickled out over a span of roughly three to four weeks, arguably, uh, in conjuncture with the way that the new social space was operating, and long story short, uh, the the files didn't get. Cor- I, I, the files basically got released when they shouldn't have been released. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, and 
Baxter has, you know, been we've we've all actually been kind of chatting with the the team over both at Bungie with Ishtar and a couple other sites as well. The cards have been the cards are out there like they are out there in the wild. If you want to read them, I'm sure that by now people have gotten copies of them and have them, you know, on their own sites. You know, it's the thing. Once you release it to the Internet, it's out there. However, yep. Ishtar, uh, my my ch- the chat's running right now is saying that Ishtar has pulled all the cards out of respect for the writers, um, and I really want to emphasize that this is not something that was meant. It's not it's not something that they're we're trying to hide or you know Baxter's trying to hide. This is something that the writers legitimately wrote these cards with the intent of a delivery system, and that delivery system uh, kind of fell through. And so reading the cards without that delivery system makes the delivery of the information within those cards significantly different. Uh, There was an intent on the experience being a very large part of that story. Um, And so the writers kind of put out a a tweet. I know Z uh, said it. I know Seth has said it a couple times. um, And I, I don't know if Jill or any of the others have said anything. But I know Z has tweeted out. You know, just just basically um, be be respectful. Uh, you know, if you want to know the story, it's available. You know, as as with anything out there, you can probably find it if you really try. Reddit probably has the archives of it. Um, and there's a couple other sites that have archives as well. Um, but on Ishtar, on Ishtar, the cards have been pulled again or pulled and hidden. Uh, there was a couple points of debate on whether or not they were going to get pulled or if they were just going to get marked as spoilers. Uh, so it sounds like they've actually been um, pulled off the site, but they should be coming back to the site once we have, as players, supposed to be, you know, like we're basically going to get them delivered to us via Ishtar at the time that we were supposed to get them delivered to us. Uh, so that mm-hmm. sounds like the API has been updated to correctly reflect that. Um, so yeah, again, you know, just it's it, your, your guys's choice, the audience's choice. Um, I, I'll be completely transparent. I have read all of the cards, all the entries. Um, I, I, I will also be a hundred percent honest without spoiling anything. They are freaking amazing. Um, it is it, it's I really absolutely adore the story that is in the entries uh, to be 100 percent fair also is, you know, with the realization that the entries are only a facet of the story that we are going to. Be oh, getting. my gosh. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I think that's just to explain. Sorry, the, 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 the previous comment that I had made. I think the team like us as a team have gotten to the point where. Yes, we're content creators, because that's always the big debate, right? Like, if you get information, you push it out there as a content creator to try to beat everybody else. But I think the Focus Fire Chat team has gotten to the point where we're we're more, not necessarily concerned, but more than willing to make sure that people digest the content the way that the writers intended, more so than trying to spoil things for people before we get to that point and once we have that go ahead mm-hmm. we'll definitely i think definitely be talking about it you know in mm. in the in the in the light of being transparent i think the other thing that helps us be that more than you know uh, uh this this let me preface this statement i am not going to make any digs at any content creator out there um 
the way that people run their channels is the way they run their channels. You can support them. That is your own choice. Um, right. I'm not, so that's not the intent of this next comment. Uh, but the people who are in positions where such as, you know, uh, and this is again, just the ones that come to mind, I'm not saying anything about them, Bife, Beard, uh, you know, Mylan, all these people who have financial investment inside the channels that they run for those content creations. There is a reason that that structure of delivery is there uh, and, and the competition for a person who is financially invested significantly inside of a content creation business, they have to deal with they have to deal with stuff that we as the Focus Fire chat team, because we're not we, the intent of this podcast is not to make us money. If that to be, you know, kind of be blunt. We're there. not for profit. We're not, yeah, we're, we're not. We're, well, I mean, we're not. Um, we're, we're, we're not, not a charity, but. Right. I, I guess what I'm saying is all of us have our own jobs outside of this podcast. We do this mm-hmm. podcast for fun. So we have the luxury of saying, OK, we're not going to discuss this topic because that, you know, out of respect for the writers, people who are financially dependent on content creation, who need the views, who need the exposure, who need, you know, that that is an inherent part of that that model, that business model. Um, they have a different paradigm in which they need to operate in. And I 100 mm-hmm. percent understand and respect that difficulty because it is a immense difficulty. Um, so this is by no means you know, it's not even belittling, but it's by no means looking down at someone because they're 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 competing with you know Forbes, IGN, GameSpot, you know, you know all these other big name places. I mean, I've already seen. Uh, I think it's uh, Forbes already has an article out about how the the new entries reveal a bunch of the story. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, when you're when you're competing against that, it makes a hundred percent sense that you you have to be competitive. Uh, thankfully. The podcast here, we don't we don't have that particular concern. Um, so we're we we have a little bit more uh, leeway to make to make these sweeping decisions to you know not talk about a subject. Well, Additionally, also... to to that Parker, quite frankly, it comes down to context. We lose right. a sense of context when all is said and done by not knowing exactly what is happening within the game first before we end up seeing it. Uh, and for me personally, even though I kind of, I kind of do fall into that realm of oh, I need to cover this topic before everybody else because that's how YouTube works and that's how people are because we are fickle creatures. It really comes down to the fact that I'm not going to cover stuff because it is out of context. Right. Uh, if I just right. read something without seeing what it is that they are otherwise implying or giving me, uh, I do not. I repeat. I do not have all of the information I need going into any kind of creation of a script uh, or or piece of content that I am attempting to get to viewers that I can accurately display and portray without somebody looking at it and saying, well, this feels like a retcon or this feels like this, that, or the other thing. And I am going to easily tell those people to wait until we get the entirety of that uh, context. Because to jump at something right now to say it's a retcon means that you are not seeing it at its full light and you are not seeing it from a narrative point of view or a actual standpoint uh, point of view, if that makes any sense. I may, I, to um, me, it makes perfect sense. And I, I mean, yeah. I want to reiterate again, 
I am not calling out anyone. Um, everyone runs their, I mean, everyone runs their own stuff their own way. Uh, especially yep. in today's age, today's world, uh, everyone has, yep. I mean, a content creation is basically an independent business and people, you know, you have to understand that that is, mm-hmm. that is a business. People make business decisions and whether that decision leads them into, you know, let's create clickbait, which, you know, there's, there's a legitimate use of clickbait. As much as I hate saying that there is a legitimate use of that. Um, it's not very often, but there is, uh, there is also, you know, content like what Beard is saying, where, you know, they, they they will hold off until they have that full. But yeah, the context definitely, I think, is a big thing. But I, I again, just want to reiterate, I am I don't mean to come across as, as being like, shame on you, you know. No, no. I mean, I completely get both sides of this this particular argument. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I've understood this from like day one when I started my channel, quite frankly, like some of those topics are going to end up happening, but I feel for where we're at within Destiny's story, and just to kind of reiterate, like, why it is that I that I feel context matters so much as it does, uh, and why I will personally never cover it in this right, uh, we're, we're already muddled water so much as it is. <laughs> right, like, this story right. is not simple, and I just don't want to have any of that, like, go pear-shaped or otherwise and then all of a sudden yeah you're you're missing an important piece that actually makes sense of it and then you have to backtrack on everything which i know we've had this conversation in the past but oh yeah yeah and i love i love having this conversation this this conversation is so it's so nice to have this conversation (laughs) because i think a lot of people who who you know who intake or who consume Mm -hmm. don't maybe not necessarily understand the transparency of that piece but actually there's a really good point in um in chat right now um mm-hmm. z is pointing out that you know this is all assuming that the leak is actual information and it's not a you know a a, a misleading leak by the dev which exactly. devs do it all the time which is another reason beard you know i agree 100 percent with the tactic that you're talking about is like I'm like I'll I'll read a leak. I I will read it. I'm not I'm sure. whatever. I don't care. But I'm also not going to consider it as quote unquote canon until I've actually seen it in game. You know, for that exact reason actually that chat's bringing up right now. Um mm-hmm. But yeah. So before we before Beard and I go completely down that particular rabbit hole, <laughs> um Green, the person who was supposed to cut us off like 5 minutes ago. No, you're good. I okay, think it's a okay. good discussion Ooh. to have. Ooh, we didn't we didn't anger green. Okay, so we're good. No, you really? no. I'm good. Beard, how about let's have you do shout out first? Uh sure. I uh I I wanted to say more than anything, just uh thanks to the community once again for uh you know all you have done over the course of the last several months realistically. Uh the the largest piece, of course, that we have been waiting for is right around the corner. Uh, patience, I think, is at an all-time low because we all just want to dive <laughs> into everything. Uh, and I, I'm i appreciative of those that understand that one, uh, Matt, Bife, Joker, myself, and several others are one person in an endeavor to try to understand a large tactic and a large piece of lore. Uh, that we are now being presented with, which is basically anything and everything that is going to be shoved our way over the past, uh, or for the the next several weeks, realistically. 
Uh, so I appreciate all of you being patient with that uh, and, and understanding that there are only a couple of us that I believe are full-time per this point that we can make it full-time. Uh, but one of these days, you know, hopefully some of us otherwise can make it full-time as well to to really engage with you guys a little bit further. Uh, otherwise, just uh, to, to Bungie in general for, again, what they have done over the last several months, uh, but in particular what they've done over the last several weeks, uh, the last couple of weeks have been, I would honestly say, just absolutely knock it out of the park with, uh, you know, engagement and keeping focused with us as a community to keep us informed of what's going on, uh, what's happening, etc. Uh, I'm just very appreciative of everything that's been going on with uh, with communication from Twitter and otherwise, and it's been a roller coaster of emotions that have been presented to us both good and bad uh just with like all the leak information and everything else that's been presented uh but also for you know Jill uh Jill Schrar, uh with Z uh with Seth just uh trying to keep in touch with us as those that really do care about the lore uh and for kind of going with our standpoints and understanding why we to do the things that we do to cover it uh we're, we're all extremely passionate about this story and we want to see it do well uh and i think in in some ways some of us do that in different ways than others uh and i think that it's a it's a great thing to see that that is kind of being uh resuscitated for for lack of a better word because of course the last several months have kind of been a little rough uh but you guys have definitely done a fantastic job, and I cannot wait to see what happens with uh, Forsaken uh, and how all these context clues that we have been given over the last couple years all kind of uh, start to filter in. And additionally, how uh, some of my thoughts that uh, maybe you guys started to use over the course of uh, you know where, where we had it with Osiris not really making a lot of sense, and now it all of a sudden makes sense. Go figure. It's like you can use some writing to your advantage and change things around. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just wanted to, to say great job to, to everybody over there. Uh, and I hope, frankly, everybody enjoys Forsaken and it is everything or at least most everything that you hope that it could be. Uh, because I know that there are several of us that are kind of waiting for, with bated breath to, to see if it's going to end up holding up well. Uh, I've got high hopes, but uh, I, I certainly think it'll go well. Definitely. Blue, are, what are your shout-outs, since I guess I'm kind of running the host spot and it feels <laughs> weird? Uh, um, no, I, I mean, I, I'm going to I'm I'm kind of agree with Beard. You know, the writing team at Bungie, I think, really, with Forsaken especially, um, I feel has found the, the, the niche that they've been kind of searching for. Um, just again, just from what the limited amount of information that I've seen, I mean, we, and, and to kind of back up beard, I mean, to put it in perspective, guys, we have over 1400 new items in, in the database that we, you know, and that, and that does include items, which are, you know, sometimes flavor text isn't, isn't that engaging, but I will be also completely honest with you. The flavor text has amped up pretty significantly from, from the, the number of, uh, items that I have been able to read through. Um, 
we actually have quotes on a lot of them. It's very un. Yep. It's actually it's actually less. It's actually very uncommon now to get just this is a gun, uh, which is what we were kind of getting in Destiny Two, like base Beware vanilla. Yeah, I mean, they're they're actually. It's it was actually when I was looking through the items, it was very uncommon for them to not have something from a character in game that kind of actually has uh, implications elsewhere. Uh, so there's well, also that facet of this whole thing. We're not just talking entries. <laughs> We're talking to add to that breadcrumbs on top of it. To add to that real quick too, I've I've been seeing like a lot of if if you guys have been able to play the update uh, since it went live. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of uh, legendaries that have been posted to me, and pretty mm-hmm. much every single one of them has a lore entry on it. Yes. So that should give you an idea of like the depth that's being added in, which is just fantastic. Yeah, I now, think this, this is what it sounded like they were giving us with Destiny Two, <laughs> right? And right. now they're making it a reality, like they're yeah. taking all of that input in and just being like, "No, oh, this is." Well, it sounded like you guys wanted so here you I go. Can't, I can't remember the exact number of entry. I know that the batch, the secondary batch, was 105, and those were just lore tabs that were not attached to items. Um, yeah. But as far as lore tabs that were attached to items, I want to say there was at least six different pages of entries on Ishtar. Yeah. Uh, and yep. each page has, I want to say, like 10 or 15 entries so you know it's it's not a it's not a small amount of entries and those entries are at least three two or three paragraphs on average if not more Yeah, Um, these are these are much more in-depth than what we've seen with the the lore entries so far right and oh my oh gosh i just if you guys want to talk we are all in the spoilers channel on on the Mm -hmm. discord server and it's 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 going very fast um but no, it, I haven't read a thing of it. I oh man, oh man, I've read, I've read every single entry and most of the items at this point. My brain is swimming, but <laughs> it's we we get so much information that we have been clamoring for. So many things confirmed. So many things that are now very safe to assume about stuff that we've been wondering. So many more questions, um, but a lot of answers. A lot of answers. I will be. I am very, very happy with the answers that we've been given. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, a huge, huge shout out to Bungie, especially Bungie's narrative team. Uh, you know, you guys you guys make it possible to do what we do. You make it enjoyable to do what we do. And I cannot and I will not not thank you for everything that you guys do. Um, you know, it, it's it's an amazing, amazing product. And it's an amazing adventure to explore it with everyone. But I, I know Justin, are you still with was us? That a, was that a triple negative from Blue? I try really, really, Is really, it, really. I didn't. cannot. I will not. And I, I not, 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 yeah. not. Yeah. Well, that was uh, that was kind of that was kind of special. Um, <laughs> sorry cut out there for just a brief second no i just like to to shout out um all the amazing submissions that we've a written or spoken word and then um my other shout out goes to all of the cades cade one because he's done cade two because he's through 
Cade three because he's not with me. Cade four because he's floored. Cade five because he's not alive. Cade six because he's next. And Cade seven because he's gone to heaven. <laughs> Peace. How, How long, long did, did it take, take you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most of the last part of the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just oh. with the preps. Oh. Yeah. No, no, seriously though. Um the the submissions, mostly mm-hmm. the submissions were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanna... but uh that's I actually do have to to run right now, but get, that was a great one, guys. Yeah. Yeah, totally. absolutely. Thank I you. Just... I will catch y'all next week. See you. I see you. I think everybody's kind of said exactly what I've been wanting to say. It's just like watching the community come together for this episode has definitely put me in a position and mindset to be grateful that there are people who still love and enjoy this game and have really connected with characters, even if they're not their mentor. Like I expect, I fully expected us to only get hunter submissions. Like Mm. every person to send in something was going to be a hunter. But the, the reality is, is we got a whole, the whole gamut. We had a Titan, we had a warlock, we had, everybody was different. And it's great that they've been able to connect to that character in particular as much as like if this was happening to Ikora, I'm sure people would connect to Ikora definitely differently, mm-hmm. but they would still connect. And Zavala would have his 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 time in the sunlight too. But it's the it's a both a bittersweet and a good way to start the next chapter. Yeah, yeah it's been. I feel like since E3, it's been nothing but this buildup that's happened that the community has steadily been brought closer and closer and closer together. And between Twitter, the 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 lowering, I won't say the elimination of, but the lowering of amounts of salt on Reddit uh, and the change-ups that have definitely happened over the course of uh, the last several months, it's obvious that a change in how the community perceives things and how we are uh, carrying on is definitely different from what it was when, uh, when we only had stuff like uh, Curse of Osiris and Destiny 2 that were around. Uh, and it's basically been, you know, from, from the ideas of, uh, you know, like I said, E3 and then having Warmind released and so on, like all of that, just kind of built up to I think what Forsaken is going to ultimately reveal how things are going to be for us for the next year or, or otherwise it's a it's a very good thing to see uh, because I remember how this community was and I'd love to see it get back to that position absolutely would love to see it get back to that once again we definitely have the springboard for it yeah I was going to say you know it just reminds me of and I can't remember who who particularly said it, but it's, you know, every story has an end, but every end is also a new beginning. And I I love what you said there just a second ago, green about how this is the, this is a great way to end this chapter and begin anew. 
mm-hmm. because that's what it is, you know, and, and not just because this is a story because it is a story, but it's also, it's also a teachable moment that, you know, not just, you know, there's, there's other things out there, you know, and I, I saw a post the other day from someone who's, you know, was saying, you know, well, Bungie needs to be careful because they're putting themselves in a really dangerous position because they, their only developed character is being removed. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, that's first off, it's not true. But I mean, second off, that's why we're so excited or why I'm so excited because you're right. They are putting themselves in a difficult position. And you know what that means? It's a promise that they're going to develop another character or another characters because that's how you gate. That's how you engage people. That's why everyone's visceral reaction to the whole thing with Cade was as powerful as it was. In, in green, you know, you kind of said that, you know, without, it wasn't just hunters. It wasn't just, you know, this class loyalty. It was everyone had a reaction and everyone's reaction was very strong. And that is a excellent way to begin a new chapter to a story is that plot hook. What happens next? 